Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, I want to tell you, there is always an opportunity for you to reconnect with yourself, an invitation to get on fire with Jesus, an invitation for you to Find out who God really is. And for me, that happens more than, I hate to say it, but multiple times throughout the week. For instance, you know, when I, we can get busy with life and we can get busy with just life in general. So I sometimes lose the ability to get closer with God. But then there's a particular song that draws me closer to him. There's a particular song that I absolutely love and that gets me back on fire. And that's an open invitation to rejuvenate my heart and rejuvenate my love and passion for God. And I absolutely love that because in our walk with God, it's so important that we are on fire with him no matter what. So that's why in today's reading, we're going to be really focusing in on James 5. And yes, bear with me uh, for the whole chapter. There is a purpose and a reason that I'm reading James 5. Number one, it's because God laid it upon my heart. And number two, I, <clears throat> number two, because there's a big connotation in how we are continuing on our journey through this Lent, a, a journey that's the big theme in our walk with God. So with this in mind, we're going to start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. Lord, we are so blessed to be called your child of God. We are blessed to have you be in our life no matter what. We are so blessed to be humbled servants of you, O Lord. Lord, I just pray that you give us the encouragement that we need each and every day. I pray that no matter what happens, Lord, we are on fire for you. No matter the encouragement, no matter the struggles of life, you are always at the forefront of our hearts and of our minds. I just pray that this reading and this chap this reading may be obedient unto you, Lord, and that we can learn something new from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. So here's the awesome thing about James chapter five, verse one. It states, Now listen, you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted, and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one who is not opposing you. Amen. And amen. <clears throat> and I know I'm probably going to come back to that, but we're going to we're going to read in verse 7. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. 
See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently, waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. So I, I want to really touch, I really want to stop here in a, for a couple minutes and really focus in on what we just all read. For, so verse 7, I have struggled with the concept of patience. I have struggled with the concept of uh, always, be, always being anxious about something. If I don't get my way, then I feel like I have to do something. If I feel like I have to wait, like, I'm sure we've always, we've come at a stop sign before, at a stoplight, for instance. And sometimes that stoplight, uh, that red light tends to stay on a little bit longer than we expect to. So the question is, what do you do? Do you blow right through it or do you just wait patiently? Well, here's a, here's a locus of control. The locus of control that where you are at right now is you can go right through and then face the consequences of uh, going through a red light or maybe potentially speeding or just driving through a red light. That's the locus of control. Or the second op- option is you wait for it to turn red. Will it take time? Yes. Are you going to be a little bit late? Yes. But you are being safe. The only reason why I bring this for you is because a couple of days ago, uh, I was coming home from church, and it was interesting because this individual, he drove right through the red light, and he waited and stopped for about 10 seconds, and the light didn't switch, and he went right through a red light. The whole irony of it is I've never seen a police car come out of a corner quicker than I saw it last that night. So I was very impatient. I'm a very impatient individual. I don't like waiting for things. And I'm sure a lot of us don't like waiting for things, whether we like it or not. At one point in our life, we always had a kind of a mentality of thinking, okay, I need to get things done. I don't like waiting. I don't like doing all this. For instance, another example in my life is, have you ever had your parents or one of your parents or guardians say, wait till your mother or father gets home. Wait till they get home. And they say that, right? Like when you come home, you're... Uh, early, if it's a half a day, early release, if it's an early release and stuff, and how that eats away the whole entire time. Or when your employer says, wait till the boss gets back or the boss needs to see you tomorrow. The impatience and that requires patience because you want the answer now and you ask around the employees, what's, what's going to happen? Am I going to get in trouble and all that? What is it? I mean, that's, that's a big picture. And that's why we have to be patient and just like for the Lord's coming. I've said it multiple times in my life and actually multiple times this week. I would rather have Jesus come anytime. Be great. The fact that we have to wait is a, is a struggle for me. Because in my life, what more has to happen? What more bad things have to happen before God sees that we are suffering and God needs to bring, Jesus needs to come back? What more do we need? And a lot of people tell me, be patient. And that's a very frustrating concept. And so therefore, a lot of us can lose that connection with Jesus. A lot of us can lose that connection and also a lot of us can get discouraged, especially when we follow 
false prophets or we follow false individuals that state, well, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Or if, uh, for instance, uh, a couple of years ago, people said that the world is supposed to end. Uh, I think back in 2012 or I think in 2021, people stated that the world is supposed to end and uh, people were freaking out or and they were like, oh, well, what's going to happen in 2012? I remember it. And I remember I was in sixth grade or I was in sixth grade. I was, I think, in middle school. And somebody asked in class, do we have to get our homework done if the world ends? And the the teacher is like, well, I don't think I'm like, no, we're going to be here. Just be patient. You know, sure enough, we're still here. Uh, I think we're almost 11 years past and we're still here pulling and tugging through. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. But the big concept of it is that patience is a virtue. Patience is something that we need to pray for each and every single day. For instance, I have said my multiple times, I said, Lord, give me the patience I need to make it through the day. Give me the patience I need to maybe potentially go through class. That's why it's so important. Verse 10 states, brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Verse 12. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you simply need to say is yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. All oh, my brother, I absolutely love it. Because if we are too patient, if we're too ambitious, we're going to miss an opportunity. If we're impatient, for instance, and we are too impatient and you either visit your grandparents or your parents' house and you're impatient, you're like, okay, time's a ticking and you start getting your, the body language starts reading that you're uncomfortable and that you want to get out or you want to dash out. That opportunity is being missed. That opportunity, that quality time is being thrown out the window. That quality time of making memories, spending time, talking about certain issues, talking about your faith, is getting out the window because of our impatience. I would have to say when we are impatient, we are, commit, we are not obeying God. When we, when we are impatient, we are not discipling others. When we are impatient, we are not hearing or we are not listening to what others have to say. This is also prevalent inside of a church when, or even a small group that either you are a part of or other people are part of. And I'm sure you've been either, it doesn't have to be inside of a church or it doesn't have to be uh, anything, a study, some sort. But have you also been at an event or in class and somebody just talks forever and ever and ever and then you start, you start listening, you start cueing them out and then another individual talks and your patience starts to go low and you run out of patience. And what happened? You raise your hand and you're like, teacher, can I use a bathroom or boss? Can I, can I use a bathroom or can I get a quick smoke break or a, a fresh of air? And your boss says, absolutely. By you being impatient, you missed an opportunity. By you being impatient, you missed an opportunity 
or that, of a message that would have been heard. A message that might have impacted your life. A message that might have given you guidance of a question that you've always had. An opportunity that you've missed. Those are also, I've also missed those opportunities because of my impatience. And I sadly, you know, I can't turn back time. And I do miss, I wish I had more time. And I wish I had more patience. Verse 13 states, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Let anyone among you, is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Amen and amen. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crop. My brothers and sisters, in verse 19, if, any, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sin. So now, with all this in mind, with invitation of to reconnect, with all this in mind, how does that correlate to what I started in the beginning? How does going through having patience and how does listening to Christian music persevere? How does it all correlate? Well, constantly trying to make ourselves good enough can lead to a kind of narcissism or narcissistic lifestyle in which we rarely find the time and space to be in touch with the deeper moments inside uh, with the people around us and with even with our relationship with God. We only we will only discover our inherent goodness of dignity. The fact that we are God's handiwork when we make time and space to notice what is moving beyond the surface. A friend recently described the anxiety they experience when they when there is no power and it is dark. I asked what the catalyst for the anxiety was. And after a brief reflection, they responded by saying that they felt insecure in the dark because they did not know what was happening around them. That happens a lot in our life. When we don't know what is happening around us, when we are in a situation that is an uncontrollable situation, that can leave us in the dark. That can cause us to lose a connection with God. That can cause us to lose a connection on, to a path that got us up before us. And that can also lose us a connection for even, even with our family members that can lose and damage the relationship. Because that is the big picture. We cannot lose connection. And if we are impatient 
And if we are having that kind of insecurity, that's where trouble arises. There is a metaphor for our spiritual lives too. When we are unaware of what is happening around us and within us, we can quickly fear insecure within ourselves and about ourselves. If we do not give ourselves the time and space to get in touch with the deeper movements within, we can easily retreat into feeling that we are not good enough and don't have anything to offer. We lose touch with the deepest part of ourselves and live insecurely on the surface. Like the ends of a rope, our inner lives become frailed and we lose touch with our inherent dignity and goodness made in the image of God. And not only that, but on the, in, the problems around us, we can secure the problems around us. If we think that we are, uh, we can do things by ourselves. And I like that rope concept. And that's why I'm bringing that upon us. For instance, a rope, if it's intertwined, you have the intertwined and the, in the middle of it is you. And the things that are holding around you, for instance, if there's like something that, uh, if there's like the magic rope or that you call it like the uh, twitsy roll and the things around it, the middle one is like the chocolate bar or it's like pure caramel, which is smooth caramel. Okay, hang on, I'm getting to it. And around the smooth caramel, which is you, you have uh, the licorice around it, like your favorite licorice, just make up a, a banana flavored or strawberry flavored licorice. And each time you peel back, each time you say, well, I'm not good enough. Each time you lose connections, you're getting that liquor, you're peeling that kind of twitsy roll away to a point where then you are exposed, where that caramel in the middle is now left out in the sun to bake and to maybe disseparate. And now after that caramel, it becomes like very, from hard in the faith, it becomes like very smooth and it becomes like very thin line and that thin line can correlate with our faith if we have that kind of a mentality we will eventually draw away and we will break away with our relationship with god if we continue to make ourselves insecure we put ourselves in that situation and that's where we lose that misconnection now the only person that can hold those connections and the only person that can have the ability to grow a deeper relationship with us is god if you call upon god to bring up those connections, to tighten those connections. You can rebandage, you can reformulate, and he will re reheat and rekindle, just like the potters make the clay, how the potter can make the clay or the clay out of anything from the potter. The potter is God and we are the clay. We can be grafted, we can be made differently. We can be fixed. How awesome is that? So that's why it is important that we can't, lose a recon we cannot lose the our dignity we cannot lose the connections we have and that's why there's always an open invitation when we are in those moments when we are in those moments where we feel like we're on that last thin where that on that last thin line and that if we were to make any more mistakes if we were to mess up anymore we on purpose we would eventually draw away from god and that's why I absolutely love those moments because when licorices, when certain relationships get broken, I just call upon God and or I listen to music and my relationship is on fire and I have reconnected with God and with other relationships. And that means going to that individual and apologizing them, asking forgiveness, 
going to that individual and mending what was said or mending the situations that came about. Amen. And amen. Lent is a God-given opportunity to reclaim our worth by being in touch with the deepest part of ourselves. Lent invites us to rediscover what we may have allowed slipping away in the busyness of life. We will discover that we always that we are always good enough if we respond to the invitation. If we respond to invitation to attend church, if we respond to ask forgiveness, or if we respond by listening to God's word or by listening to Christian music or inspiration from others, if we respond to that saying with open hands and say, Lord, I need you. I want to ask for, for repentance. Once we do that, our relationship is reconnected. With this in mind, we're going to wrap it up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. You are so awesome in our hearts. Lord, I pray that no matter what happens, that we hold on to your faith. No matter what happens, we rekindle the relationship that was broken. If we're on that last thin line of a relationship, we think that we are hopeless and that we can't, nothing can be done. I pray that something can be done because you are a merciful Father and I know things can get done because you love us and you care for us. Lord, may you guide us as we continue on the day that you have set before us. I pray that we have the patience that we need, patience in, in our family members that we're, uh, we might not like, patience in our, fam- patience in our job if we're searching for a job. Patience for our hearts and patience on you, Lord. And help us to be ready for you and help us to be ready for opportunities to disciple others. Help us to be prepared and ready. May you guide us and protect us as we continue on the path that you have set before us so that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. And remember, it is never too late to reconnect with God. It is never too late to re- reconnect with your family. Rekindle a relationship that was broken or lost. Remember, it is never too late. Hope you guys have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.